Yo, yo, everybody! It's Steve! But it's not an empty it's studio, we've got... Paul! And... BAM! Chief. <laughs> and lastly... Whoa! It's been flying retro! <laughs> that was a lot smoother in my head, guys, but uh, execution was, was, was priceless. How are we all doing, guys? Yeah, very well. We're back! We're back to talk about the Benelux catalogue. We didn't get through all of it last time, so here we are. More goodness for you, the viewer, or listener, depending on where you're uh, tuning in to this episode of G.I. Joburg. Yes! It's Stephen Paul, joined by friends from Talking Joe, the OGs, Chief and Ben. Ah, and we're here I to just talk about... ginger beer all over my PS3. Oh my oh, no. goodness. Oh, Not a single it. session goes by without a disaster. Oh, during that during that jump on screen, I leant over and spilled it all over my PS3. You are a natural. Carry on. Carry on. I'm on cleanup duty. <laughs> no console or action figure will be left standing after these <laughs> recording sessions are done. But we're back to talk about the Benelux catalog from 1990. Awesome photography from another era. An era that very much informs where we are now today in toy photography. Of course, we need to thank Mr. Paul Panfalone of Plastic Battles for the images. And if you don't know this man's work, check out his website. It's in the comments below, plasticbattles.net. But we're going to plunge straight ahead, guys, because we've got a lot of awesome content to get through. But first, some great responses from our last video, and I'm going to um, summarize some of them for y'all. Uh, you can respond to them in a minute. I'm just going to lay them all out. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter Slaughterhouse writes to us saying that, yes, indeed, there are two commercials and the one shows the Warthog missiles blasting off and taking out the Stellar Stiletto. The other one shows them knifing through the water. So, yep, you can play them both ways as torpedoes or anti-aircraft missiles. Hey! Brother Malachi agrees with you, Chief, that he is enjoying the more zany characters now that he never enjoyed as a child. And, oh, what else? Uh <laughs> Dusty's made an appearance. I or, got as I, or as me and Chief called him, Lucy Goosey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just goes to show how much play you got out of him, guys. Oh, Clearly he was sure. popular. Mm. Kel Matthew Commendador says that he also recalls how this photography was very much in, in line with the Lego catalogs of the time, which is something that you guys mentioned off air, actually. Yeah, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Ronald Hoff is very quick to remind us that in Europe, it seems like the Iron Grenadiers were actually folded into uh, G.I. Joe, as with, or sorry, into Cobra, as with the BF2K folded into G.I. Joe and the Renegades. They weren't kind of marketed as a separate sub-team. They just were either good guys or bad guys. So ah. mm, we have the mm. United States to thank for letting us in on the, 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 the secret that these were actually distinct groups. Anyways, Ben, I got something. What you got? There's a yeah, lift tickets up front, uh, along with his main man, sci-fi. I mean, you need someone with like training in optics to, to man that that hog. That is stunning. <laughs> You know, it's anyways, the challenge was to get these things to crank for like 15 seconds. Well, the top <laughs> I don't, one is no problem. I don't know if I have enough real estate, but I'll give it a try. Ready to time me, boys? Go. Ooh, good one! Have you, you've been lubing those up. <laughs> and stop. Okay. I don't think that was 15 seconds, though. No, I, did, the... I did it at 17. What? Boom. Yeah. Okay. Clearly, hey. I've got the magic touch, too. But yeah, yeah. You've got, I mean, the thing about my tomahawk is I always insist on like reversing the blades. So the front spin one way and the back spin the other way. Is that just like just like the real deal and not like oh, a toy? Right. Ooh. Which has the which has the, the added side effect of like you're basically correcting the bend of the all the years. So you know by reversing your blades, like they'll now bend upwards instead of downwards. Anyways, yeah. get getting overly technical, but that of course is gonna help it. In the when you've, done, when you've done your play motion with that thing, can you get a camera into those footwell um, 
glass you know can you actually get that oh. kind of angle i love yeah. that yeah yeah the transparent plastic right yeah. beneath the, the pilot and co-pilot so well cool. hmm. um you'd have to use a zoom i don't think yeah. I'm, i couldn't actually get a lens in there even a gopro the problem is the the seats just can't be removed yeah so you got a very limited real estate yeah yeah but you know what uh, huh Check You'd have this. to get like a maybe like an under the door cam, like a little wormy camera. If thing. you take out a pilot or co-pilot, whoever, come on, lift ticket. That's oh, gonna have to be sci-fi. Yeah, lift tickets, buddy. And you put the camera in. Oh, yeah. So this is, this is you'd even then you could get the minigun doing a pan as well. Be sick. Yeah, tricky. Okay, well, I'm actually going to try and take a picture like that. Yeah. Why not? Or, and the, then it's going to splash up on the screen. It's going to be like... It's quite tinted as well, isn't it? A little bit. I mean... Uh, it's a bit starry. I mean, you're going to have to use some kind of... Um, some kind of cleaning agent to uh, get some, some of that shine back. Get some of that opacity. Yeah. But you're pretty limited on camera movement. You're not What's... What stickerage have you got on that? Action Force or G.I. Joe? Uh, G.I. Joe, mate. We've got the Action right. Force, uh, as we said last week, uh, sitting in a box back home with stickers unapplied. That's your pension. <laughs> if only that was the case, man. It's not worth its weight in gold. It's, uh, no, it's absolutely not your pension. I think it trades hands at about $1,000. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, enough me chewing the air. Let's... Uh, Let's talk about some photography, boys. Image yeah, number nine. Paul is still sight unseen on this stuff. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah, I'm going to swing the mic to my main man, Mr. Lopesher, for, uh, for his appraisal. What are your first thoughts? Oh, dude, I'm just like, these rocks are amazing, and I love that bridge. <laughs> like, it, I know it's so stupid, but I'm like, wow. And it really, and then, like, wow, from there. And then also, are the, the, um, the I, I need to call them imps. Thank you. I need to call them maggots mm. for some reason. Are the imps missiles really that shiny? Yes, they are a silver plastic. But I mean, th how... those are almost chromed. Like oh, what well, trick of light, I guess. How deaf are the Joes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. like you know Lightfoot over there. But it is cool to see. Uh, I love these like little miniature sub teams that they're creating, like uh, like in this case, Lightfoot and Charbroil. It's great to see that kind of vibe. I don't know what they're doing up there. I know that Lightfoot's looking for bombs. Charbroil. Uh, it's difficult to set rocks on fire, I suppose. But hey, well, Charbroil is about to toast some Cobra infantry and well, Iron Grenadier infantry and Big Boa. I mean, th oh, those exposed sweet. cockpits are just just begging to be flamed. Yeah, and what happens yeah, to the what happens to the driver? What happens to the driver of that vehicle when those rockets fire? Because he's got no sort of back blast shield protection as the rocket fires over his head. Hmm. He's got his helmet. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of the marketing for this particular vehicle used the Toxo Viper, and as we all know, they've got some pretty heavy duty helmets. the The cockpit can actually hold the figure a lot deeper. So basically just the helmet will, will poke out of the top. But of course, that would then hide the action figure, and that's no good for a, a product catalog. I've never seen this vehicle no. in the flesh, maybe only seen it in a catalog. I don't even know if I've seen it in a catalog before. So no, it, looks, it looks pretty cool, though. I like the shape on the uh, track uh, rather mm -hmm. than just being a, a, a continuous, you know, flattened oval. It's got the, the, the kind of arches going up like that. Mm. If I was playing with those, I'd actually probably just use them as like drones, though, and not have drivers. I don't mm -hmm. know. Look at Big Boa, though. One of my absolute faves. <laughs> Christmas back in the day and had so much fun doing like training scenes and loads of like rocky stuff. Big. What was the, just quickly, you boys will know, Paul or, or uh, S Jobs will know, um, the rocky inclusion and then retraction from the order of battle um i, I know i i've got those four issues and i think he was in there then he was taken out and replaced with the fridge um but what was do right. we know the story behind his inclusion and then removal 
my understanding was that Rocky had a, or Stallone's likeness, had a competing deal with Remco, and they were going to do the Rambo action figures. Right. So it was basically like you cannot license your uh, likeness to, to two competing toy companies. So it was either, right. I think it's Remco, the Rambo Force of Freedom yeah, uh, I saw. I watched actually. Hmm. I watched a history of the the Rambo action figures last week. Little YouTube video uh, from the Toy Galaxy site, which is really cool. And um, oh, yeah. yeah, those those that, that that Rambo line of of figures looked really cool. Mm. Oh yeah. But anyway, yeah, man. Ultra ultra violent toys <laughs> from an R rated movie. <laughs> and he had a cartoon. He had a cartoon series as well, which looked pretty good. I love that. I love that cartoon. Like. That was like Diet Rambo, and it was the kids that did the whole, and the. Oh, I love that. That was that yeah, was great. It, it simulated the uh, that scene from Rambo Two where he's all kitting up, like you say, with the headband and knives and everything. That was part of the intro to the cartoon. Brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. Stephen, did we get Rambo toys here in South Africa? I don't recall seeing them. I I recall seeing no. like big carded packs with like an Uzi and a headband. Uh, which oh, I, we got I don't plenty know. of licensed stuff, but um, and also yeah. like think about it, Paul. Rambo was hitting its stride in the mid '80s. We probably mm. just missed that sweet spot, you and I. Yeah, it's, yeah. However, remember, getting back to the image, we got to roll back. Sorry. Yeah, we got to roll back on one of those points that we made in the previous episode regarding using these figures pared down and not with all their equipment, because the fact that Big Boa is piloting or. or driving that imp and he's still got his boxing gloves on <laughs> that's just absurd yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and i mean to be fair both charbroil and lightfoot are fully kitted out but then again they're on the job and i mean not on the job they're just on mission um but big boa his gloves make him man i remember seeing that mm. boy in the catalog uh years ago and going why is there a boxer and uh, you know, are his hands like that? Can you take the gloves off? My my mind just to wonder about that thing uh, until I finally realized that you can take the gloves off, and that's made him even cooler. Hey, Paul, um, they're not fully kit kitted up. Those Joes, um, it seems that Lightfoot's, well, the photographer or the, whoever styled the toys couldn't make sense of Lightfoot's like strap. That oh, yeah? really hard plastic strap that you're supposed to bend from his like detection equipment into his backpack. Yeah. yeah I, I could never get that to work myself. I'm very scaling that stunning rock face as well, to be honest with you. The fact that it has that overhang, that kind of yeah. like yeah. that mm. crag moving up the side. I mean, it is a pretty incredible piece of topography, <laughs> this this rock structure. Yeah, wow. it is. And the yeah, fact that it's want, just I set want... against blue, it just yeah. gives you an idea of how high up they are. There's yeah. no terrain the next, in the distance. I want the next scene to be kind of below that with Alpine kind of scaling up the side. Yeah. Um, and all that kind of jazz, rock vipers and all that sort of stuff, quality. Also, if I was Big Boa, I'd be at the back of that convoy because <laughs> that, that bridge needs to be strength tested. <laughs> I wanted someone to raise that. Yeah. Like exactly how much these imps weigh because I don't know if that bridge looks up to it. Whew. Hey, there's no school like the old school. Whoever made that bridge made it to last. So, And the last Clear. thing I want to raise about the imp, and, and Chief, you touched on this, but what is so appealing about its aesthetic for me is almost steampunky. Like it's kind of a throwback to designs from when the tank was in its infancy. Like oh. in World War I, after the, the sort of the Mark I tank emerged, we had all these wackadoo designs coming out of Germany, France, um, and this is like that with all the sort of angled shapes in the front, those triangular um, sections and the yeah. fact that the tracks are so irregular and they have like a sag to them. But shall we proceed to the next? Ooh. Ooh, one of my faves. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Tell us about it, Ben. Jeez. Well, I think this one, like, you can just do a whole story in your head here. There's so much going on. Look at road pig and croc master we were just talking about crocs oh man oh, yeah. and who else we got we got mercer storm shadow and what's that dude budo budo that's Very it good. Yeah. that is it that is oh the lighting in that as well jeez the way that yeah, you've I'll... got croc master and road pig in that little bit of lit area there in the background 
Yeah, I like the fact that they've also put uh, on the side of a hole with um, some kind of grating. Uh, so you can almost postulate that maybe this is where the Joes came in through that. They kind of cut their way through this grating, swam across to the other side. So you're even getting the story of how they came to be in the in kind of thing. Mercer seems to be lit quite well, but I feel like he should be a bit more in shadow there where he mm. is. Truth, yeah. But you've got, to, you've got to show him, you know? Absolutely. It's all about the products. Rabbit. Guys, this and is I'm unforgivable. Like... I should have done this earlier, but uh, I've just, I've just realised that Big Boa's name in the previous image in the Dutch is Big Boss. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That works. Big Boss. Anyways, this image, image 10. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Can anyone explain what's going on with Budo's helmets? We've got to address the elephant in the room. Hmm. Ah. It's like, uh, has it's it just back. fallen off? It's just fallen off the back and the guy's taking the shot anyway. Yeah, I guess they, they were, they, their attentions were being diverted elsewhere. They didn't notice that uh, the helmet wasn't sitting on his head. I want to argue another point and say that it feels like there's a bit of movement there. Like he's like just got in there and then his helmet is like sort of, because he's got his hand on the sword mm. and he's just kind of arrived and the helmet's just a little bit like, you know, maybe he's just going to quickly like go oh, and then like, then I'm going to take your ball and run with it, Paul, and say that this is the moment before that helmet goes clanging onto the floor and alerts the Cobras. Yeah, like we're seeing we're seeing absolute drama go. right now. Mercer's seeing it happen. It's happening in slow motion for him. He's like, "Oh shit!" No. How lucky is the water as well? Oh my what? goodness! Mercer. And that is airbrushing. Yeah, that is, yeah. That's not That's in camera. That's okay. that's uh that's no 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 that is in camera when they that water they airbrushed it and then they did like a gloss coat or something on that or they they put like resin on the top just to give it that little bit of shininess yeah or or whatever but there's a lot of airbrush there I can see it because that's it's just it's awesome I can see it because I know what to look for but it's really convincing in fact this whole scene the second I thought I uh, saw it I thought Mortal Kombat. <laughs> uh, that was my thing. I was like, wow, like Mortal Kombat. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, one of the guys, one of the people that did the art for Mortal Kombat, you know, saw this catalog. I wouldn't be surprised if they saw that and, and, and was inspired by like this shot. What's, I would he, like to what's say Brock that. Master holding? What's he holding there? Oh, he's that's got his good. ball whip. That's his whip, brother. All oh, right. Okay. Sorry. I didn't even know he came with that. I didn't even know he yeah, came with that. He'll lash you up, chief. Um, yeah, fortunately, they didn't use the chain, the leash for the croc, because it's a very short leash. So you wouldn't be able to get that kind of distance between him and the croc. Those What's two through the red sun door? Well, what I love is the way that it's not, you know, you've got that gorgeous light coming through. Mm. Like, in my head, behind that door is tech and is, a you know, like a facility of some kind. Yeah, um, well, what it reminds me of is Big Trouble in Little China when they go underneath in the sewer. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. And Bro Mercer is Kurt Russell. Very Bro good. Master really sort of photographed well together with that, you know, the, the, the black. They really go well together, those two figs. Agreed. From a photography yeah. point of view. Um, and I, I wonder love... what they talk about. It's like... <laughs> Put the troublemakers outside. They can't be using it with the sensitive equipment. <laughs> but that's the other thing. thing. I mean, we assume they're having a conversation because they're so well posed. They look so relaxed and so <laughs> so well <engaged>. pumped. <laughs> yeah, but also just I mean, you got Rody uh, Roadblock on. He's like he's got his hammer there. He's sent the block hammer. He's got his foot on it, and he's like telling Crocmaster about this really great cooking channel he's just watched. And Crocmaster's, you know, he's just like he's just chilled. He's so cool. And the Joes in the foreground, they seem more tense. They're like, it's just beautiful. Like, I love these toys. Sorry. Yeah, mm. it's awesome. But riddle me this. Do you think you could actually lose a little bit from the foreground? Like, do you think you could maybe lose Mercer? Or, I don't know. That image works if the Joes aren't even in it. It, it also works, yeah. Very much so. Like, it could, I think it, it, it can work without anybody. Or should I say it could work with just Crocmaster and Roadblock? Yeah. But Road and it could work with and it could I mean, thank you, Roadpig, my bad. Um uh, or it could work with nothing 
or but otherwise or it has to be all three of these groups because once again they they got a nice triangle going here sorry to be weird like that but they got triangles and they got those two parallel those two pillars that are like framing the scene there quite a bit so it's either one group or all three or nothing so yeah i also think i know this is a catalog shot but i mean if they wanted to get into it more they could also make the foreground quite a bit darker as well that's what i was thinking but they got a light mm -hmm. haven't because storm shadow looks like he would actually be better pointing a little bit more towards road pig and croc master but he's kind of almost communicating with mercer no mm. yeah because he's looking at mercer you know he's making eye contact with mercer so yeah yeah they're saying on three <laughs> so guys to the left that beam of light coming from a, a surface grate or something beautiful mm. yeah ben i i am gonna count to you man i don't i don't want to lose anything i think no, this is, this is crops perfectly there's so much story yeah there is there is um you know they're smashing it with the lighting aren't they my goodness mm. yeah <laughs> and these oddballs like can i gauge everyone's opinion on budo in the room like, who is this guy? What place does a samurai have a G.I. Joe? Uh, I had him. I mean, uh, did you enjoy him? I mean, did it make sense to you? Or was he just one of the guys? Mm, he was just one of my late purchases. To be honest with you, he didn't see much play. Um, I don't think I was, at the time, cultured enough to understand how to play with him. I was like, is this guy a ninja? <laughs> what, what is that's, it? That's mm. my point. I mean, in a modern or fantasy military setting ninjas thanks to the 80s like are posited as something that makes sense because mm. they're sneaky they're stealthy they do things that you can't use conventional soldiers to do but an armored samurai warrior who's not sneaky it's badass maybe but he's still running around with swords and mm. uh, no yes. ranged weapons anyways this is a topic perhaps for another time uh, but needless to say, love the composition, love the character choice. And Mercer's I've just looked up that Mercer's Dutch name, Vissel, which I thought was like maybe weasel. No, no, no. Vissel means switch. Mm. So oh, it's literally what he is, yeah. what his function is in the G.I. Joe mythology. He is yeah. the sort of character that switch sides. You've got a lot of time for Mercer, don't you, S.J.B.S.? I've recently developed a lot more time from this. So <laughs> don't want to give the game away too much. Gentlemen, should we close the book on yeah. spread number 10? All right, yeah. here we go. Spread number 11, a cross section through some frigid water and uh, Voltor making a very handy escape. What is he on? That is the Cobra rocket sled. It's a death trap as well. It's one of those mini rigs or mini vehicles, those wind up and go jobbies. Uh, we spoke about the ATV last time. This is one of the Cobra equivalents, except it is just basically, I don't know, you're supposed to lie on your belly like that and ride it. Like it would make more sense perhaps as a jetpack, but it's designed with handles. So that's the intention. Chief Dog, could you lose the Voltar scene or are you into it? I think he might have been placed better in another one of the shots we've either seen or to come. Um, it works in the catalogue, though, doesn't it? As you turn, you get that. I mean... Yeah, I, well, that's the double-page spread, isn't it? So I, I, I see what you're saying. I, yeah, you probably don't need him on this particular page, but... See, I'd much prefer lose Voltar, shift that up to the right, and then just extend the image and see more of the ocean to the left. You know, mm. yeah. Where have but, they come from? Just, just more of that. You know, that stunning scene. I mean, I love the um, the cross section idea is really smart, and that pillar is fantastic. I really like that image. I'm not really too fussed about the Voltar bit, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, it's. I, I got to agree with you as well because when I saw it, my first, my initial excitement was from the water scene, not from the Voltar scene. And when I look at that, when I look at Volta, I feel like there's more and it's not in a good way. Like, I feel like I need to see more. Like, it's like, it feels but like he, it's been cut off. So he looks like he's on a mountain ridge, but then these guys are clearly at sea level. I, I don't know. Strange. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. That, that also all of a sudden looks very artificial. Yeah. 
I mean, I know that with with Volta, they try to like put some like glacial sort of stuff in the background there to maybe you know try to marry these two images. But yeah, I don't. I think I, I think there's a lot more to that Volta shot that we're not seeing, or that was maybe these off. maybe these are not these images are not meant to be continuous. Maybe and because there is a page turn effectively separating the two quite neatly, that it's mm. supposed to be the cross section of the water. And then Voltar is another another piece of this base. So wherever that passageway that the Hydra Vipers are guarding goes to, maybe it goes up like a steep flight of stairs, and then there's this porthole that, that Voltar is escaping out of. Maybe it's just, you know, we got to trick our, our brains a little bit better and disassociate them. This guy is not going to be happy with Voltar. Like, Why are you running away? Yeah. Now, uh, these these backpacks that the Joes have got again are these these are wind up um, underwater things that you could actually get. Yeah, yeah, very much in the same vein as what Termi was producing uh, earlier on in the decade or the eighties, yeah. I should say. Uh, you know, wind up and goes like Zoids or uh, Storiers. Um, Toy Galaxy recently did a, a story as expose, and that was quite fun. I, I love that toy line. Um, but yeah, it's very much kind of a separate aesthetic to what G.I. Joe typically has. Um, so they're, they're very much treated separately, like they're in their own little box. Uh, but seeing them integrated into, into play like this kind of makes you want to rush out and get them, even mm. though they are absurd. And this is one of the better ones because it has uh, a functional piece that goes over the action figure's mouth. Yes. To a lesser or greater degree. Like the back plug is unfortunately really, really big. So it doesn't seat very deep into the figure's back unless you're going to risk what you did last time, Ben, and snap mm. off your back peg. Um, so to get the back peg in and the, um, the respirator over their mouth, it's... How cool is that? Flipper, eggshells. The way they've got the flipper hanging down. Brilliant! I'm glad you raised mm. that. The Hydra Vipers Flipper. Getting motion so out of a limited style of articulation is incredible. Yeah. Hold on. Those Joes are absolutely toast. What are they going to do? <laughs> Pop their head up and like, oh. <laughs> it's over. That, Game over, man. Game over. That, that Flipper... That is a little bit of, I, I think that's resolution playing against us. Because if I look really carefully, that's actually just the back flipper. Like, okay, maybe I misunderstood you. Because when I when you mentioned the flipper, I was like, oh, cool. The flipper's folded. And maybe they used a bit of heat. But I see that that's just the back flipper that's like over the thing. So I don't know if that's what you meant, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But is it, there are actually two distinct flippers there. And if you look carefully, there is a bit of a tangent that is kind of making the one look like it's part of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'm a little bit down on this image because I feel like it doesn't have the detail. You know, mm. because we've got this obvious cross section, we've got rather flat and boring pieces of wood staring us in the face. But mm. the counter to that is as a child with a bit of spare wood lying around, some nails and some glue, you could make this. And yeah, just yeah. as I was about to critique it for, for detail, I looked to the back and behind the Hydra Viper, or what are they called? Uh, uh, sea Devils in Dutch. Um, behind the one Hydra Viper is a computer console sticker taken from the Warthog. <laughs> detail. Yes, for, for a door thing. So mm. you know that the, those two G.I. Joes and their scuba packs are still intact somewhere. There's a block of resin somewhere, and those two guys are stuck in that resin. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it was poured. Yeah. So I think that's why they try to keep it as simple as possible, because, you know, they, they want to do, have it that they could ha have it up against glass or something and, you know, pour it in without weirdness. Uh, and so they wanted to mitigate the, the risk there quite a bit. It's very cool. Listen, uh, I love it. a great mantelpiece item, I'm not going to lie. Have Lightfoot right? encased in a block of resin on your mantelpiece. Whew. I mean, for some people, they would say that's the best use for him, whatever. But <sighs> Don't, don't love... tell Chris McLeod that. <laughs> no, listen, I also like Lightfoot. Um, I mean, I've, I've got a bit of affection. I bought that toy because I wanted it when I was a kid, not because, you know, I got it by accident. But uh, I love how... I got it by accident. Is. It was a bummer Christmas gift, that. 
<laughs> oh, now you heard Chris. Chris is like, oh, somewhere he's sitting right now while we're recording this. He's like, yeah, what is Meat that? guns, man. Well, Volta was also a purchase. I think uh, my parents got it for me for an Easter. And it's always nice to get an action figure at Easter because there's only so much fun you can have with eggs. Um, but I always used to put Voltar's backpack on its side like that because mm. I thought that that bar was a perch for the vulture. Uh, it did not mm. last long as a result because you can imagine like the, the pressure of clipping the, the vulture's feet onto this damn thing. It must have snapped almost immediately. Oh my word, Only now on. do I realize it is an aerial. It's supposed to be vertical but this catalog doesn't help <laughs> this catalog learned. is very unhelpful they think that it's supposed to be a perch as well i picked up a few joes for easter that's really yeah. reminded me of good times yeah man yeah Something to play with while you eat your marshmallow eggs yeah moving on mm. moving on oh okay so uh, this is just a bit too cut and paste. Is there too many? Ash is that Astro Viper? No. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Too many. One too many. Yeah. They're all, they're all doing the splits challenge. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Chief, I think you can take them, buddy. You can take my those head, guys. They're having too much fun. They're just like, wee! <laughs> well, being on this little, you know, miniaturized helicopter packs doesn't help. The, Who's the having the most fun? The guy at the front. Look at him. He's got full extended legs. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a carnival ride. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> he's on a suicide trajectory as well. Yeah, I don't know. Helicopters tilt forward to get, uh, you know, they tilt down to get forward motion. Aren't they? The most serious guy is the dude at the back, at the bottom. <clears throat> oh yeah, he's lining up the shot. Yeah, it's just um, I don't know. Um, did they not see the RPVs before it was too late? And and what is Knockdown's play here? Obviously, he. I mean, it, Cobra's too close. But Knockdown's pointing to... in their direction. They're coming from over the ridge, and he's you know what, Ben? I've got your explanation for you, buddy. Knockdown is targeting something way, way, way in the distance. Yeah. These cobras have snuck up on him using nap of the earth flying, you know, ultra low, low level flying. And they've just, you know, they've just popped out of cover to drill him. I think there's just not enough depth with them, is there? They all look like mm. they're in the same plane, maybe. Um, well, that backdrop also... is probably touching the back guy. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's... also, for, for me, color wise i don't necessarily like the image from there a lot of red on the astro vipers and there's a lot of red on the joe side of the image and i don't know yeah i think you need those guys more coming toward the camera from a from a bit more of a distance maybe mm. and fewer yeah. of them we could definitely easily, lose 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 two easily lose two because mm. yeah Definitely one of my least favorite images. Um, I check sure. out the two middle guys, so the one above the four and the one below the four. Yeah, this. Yeah, like I, I, I'm happy that they they put them in different positions. You know, like they have them. They all have like a different vector. You know, you know mm. when when they're facing yeah. that is. In fact, if I block out the RP, it's the RPV, right, um, Stephen? Mm -hmm. Correct. Remote piloted vehicle. GI Joe had drones before drones were a thing. And like if I block that out, this shot is actually a lot better in my imagination. And then uh, vice versa, you know, or rather should I say alternatively, if I block them out, then the RPV actually looks, uh, well, it looks less crap, um, yeah. to be fair. But uh, I got to say, this is still the, this is probably the weakest one for me as well, yeah. even though I love Astro Vipers and I love that backpack. But yeah. I would actually, I know you said take out the two above and below the four S jobs. Mm -hmm. I would take out the three in a diagonal line coming down and okay. have the two that are the furthest mm. in the distance kind that of would be, remaining. That would give more realism. Yeah, and you get a yeah, you get nice dynamism there as well. Because you've got a smaller one and a bigger one. Yeah. It's got good comedy value though. I mean it's it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yes. <laughs> Wee Yeah. <laughs> 
it must be said to uh, Americans who might be scratching their heads at this point, this is the European exclusive RPV, which is the gray, red, and blue. Americans got a tan and white variety. Lovely. And I like the European one. And I am yeah. a little bit biased because it's the one I grew up with, but uh, it looks good in gray and it looks more um, more like a utility vehicle. Mm-hmm. Like it fits in as like more 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 of a techie thing that GI Joe has as opposed to something that would be front line. Hmm. I think the best thing about the RPV for me is actually that little component that comes off it with the little radar. Mm. That's like the yeah. best part of the RPV. That, that well, I was always be- scratching my head as to which was the remote piloted vehicle what what of the rpv is the drone is it that little thing is the whole thing supposed to be automated is the missile the drone i guess it's the missile and that thing's just a little portable radar unit for uh, guidance and homing Mm. i don't know about you guys but i'm happy to see the next one as am i holy what do you think is spread number 13 your favorite jet lovely oh it's a spready yes there's my favorite jet Actually, yeah, very much so. What's my favorite jet. pilot called Ghost. No, it's on the canopy. Come on, Ben. Oh, yeah, Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the last, that was my last vehicle I ever got for my birthday. That was my kind of exit vehicle. Um, <laughs> and I, annoyingly, I swapped it for a bunch of Marvel trading cards. Jeez. Oh, sorry, awful. <laughs> Because it is so cool. I, yeah, I love is. this scene because that the hangar is that's rad. The detail on that mesh. Is that slipstream on the right? Yeah. Mm. Tell you no friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What an old school design. Yeah. And, well, so does uh, so is Ghost Riders with the the scarf, uh, the open yeah. face mask. Um. You know, a lot of this is what it's not showing you. You know, I, I like the crop on this because, mm. yeah, that hangar is massive and yeah. not even showing the full planes. It's just really cool. Now, now yeah. they're going, they're about to embark on a mission or coming back? I think I about to go. Going. Mm. At least yeah. his um, map or something. <laughs> well, the, the, the Phantom is a two-seater and Maverick would make sense as your... Well, I mean, in this in this instance, he would be the the pilot. Uh, I've always been led to believe the front seat of the Phantom is the pilot seat, and the back seat is the co-pilot seat for radar operating. Um, so so well, that's so mm. realistic. It's fantastic. The motion, and he's yeah. called Arendt in Dutch, which is eagle. Eagle. Wow. Yeah. 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 Oh. That Surprisingly, a code name that no um, English-speaking GI Joe release uh, had. Like, no one's called Eagle. Why is that? Right. Yeah, we got a Falcon, a Raptor, a Hawk. Hawk. No Eagle. Maybe, maybe they were saving Eagle for like the big guy that they just never did, or whatever. Maybe they can never agree on who should be Eagle. Maybe there's a connotations with the Eagle in America because you know Eagle is their national bird. So. The but canopy looks stunning, doesn't it? The way you can see through. So shiny. Yeah. yeah, that is a minty brand new toy, boys. They just pulled it out of its box for the shoot. I gotta, I gotta put a spotlight on on Ben uh, from earlier when you couldn't remember Ghost Rider's name. Um, perfect, perfect. <laughs> it's the running gag from 1988 till present day. Isn't that right, Chief? It Larry's is, still yeah. cracking that yeah, one. Even Ooh. now, Larry slips that into the script. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> but there. hey, we, we spoke last week about the um, the fact that they always make the toys look like toys by shooting at that kind of raised point of view. Here, mm-hmm. we're not getting that. We're getting their point of view, a very mm-hmm. scaled human point of view. So it's actually hiding most of the detail, the form, the shape of these jets. Yeah, this, when I look at this the catalog, image, blows my mind, guys. The kind of I restraint. Hear, I can hear the engines going, the 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 doors opening, tech mechanics running it. That you know, hustle and bustle. He's going into it. Yeah, this is a great example, like you mentioned, um, of you don't need to show everything and pan back. Sometimes cropping in and showing less actually lets you see more. Mm. 
Yeah. Makes you imagine it. Like as a kid, you're yeah. looking at that and you're itching to buy one of these or to see one of these in the shop because you like you want to see what the rest of the Phantom looks like. You want to see yeah. what the rest of the Conquest looks like. Yeah, totally. I'm, ge- I'm guessing this might be the age of the catalog and the the quality of the image, but it looks very matte black, doesn't it? It's not, you know, I again, I've never held a Phantom. I haven't seen it in the flesh, so I don't know. But it doesn't look, the bodywork doesn't look very shiny black. It looks kind of a dulled matte it's black. Gray, isn't it? Um, well, yeah. it has a rough texture to it. Funny you should mention okay. that. Yeah, it, it does definitely not have a, a, a sheen to it, whereas the Conquest does. And I think that was an attempt, at least on the part of the toy designers, to emulate what they called black ball paint, yeah, which stealth. was non, non-radar yeah. reflective, which is kind of absorb radar. Um, that, was, yeah. that, was, that was the theory of what stealth technology was back in the, I think, the late 80s. Um, you know. cool. So they, they try to bring that out in this toy. The landing gear is heaven on that thing, by the way. <laughs> when it works. Jeez. Oh, man. It's beautiful. I'm going to dig out some photos of that, Chief. I've got some photos of when I... I okay, so I recently got a, a Phantom X-19. When I say recently, I'm talking about like 10 years ago. And I got a boxed one, and it was from a seller in Belgium. So it is mm. actually a European X-19. So it's like, yeah. The oh, it could be X-19. that one. It could be that one. It, it could be, hey, right? Yeah, no, but I, I got to assemble it, so jury's out. But um, yeah, it's also called the La Invisible. Uh, what? La Invisible. <laughs> so, uh, whatever. Part of my pronunciation. Butcher the French boy. <laughs> uh, something I meant to mention up front, but it's actually more appropriate now, was a comment by Ted Terranova on the previous video, just talking about how much dead space these images had and how they weren't crammed with the action figures and vehicles showing off absolutely everything that they had. Yeah. And he said that it has a very much a Jerry Anderson feel to it. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Yeah, uh, Brits, surely, surely. Um, so, yeah, man, perhaps the, the vintage grain on it also helps sell that, that oh, look yeah, and cool. feel. And the fact that you are effectively just seeing cool toys mm. in pseudo-realistic um, settings. You know, like... Yeah. A, a lot of the equipment and stuff and the mise-en-scene and the set dressing betrays the fact that this is meant to look like a toy set and yeah. not a photo real, you know, film set. Yeah, it's a good balance. Mm, absolutely. Next. So let's let's move from this atmospheric briefing of getting ready shot and ooh, the bird shot. in flight. Ooh, there she is. And I'm thinking in- that interesting that they well, had showcased this as a product for sale on the previous image and they felt, listen, we've got to do this justice. Let's give it a whole page to itself because this is a, I guess it's a high-end premium piece. We want to sell this, so let's show them even more of it. And when yeah, I used man. to play with it, you that is exactly what you'd be doing because that puppy can fly in the, the fringes of space, you know, the upper, upper stratosphere. And so would, did you wait till the dead of night, Ben, and take it for high. a spin under the stars? It's high up and you've got some, you know, maybe the moon is just giving it that little bit of gorgeous light to it. Mm. That is lush. Is there mm. two people in it or just one? Looks like one. it's just Ghost Rider. I guess you don't, He's I mean, if it's focused on this product, you don't want to necessarily muddy the waters by having an unincluded figure being featured it's like mm. boom this is what you get yeah yeah that's true i can agree with that and also i think it's really good that they just sold the whole thing as is because i i think that the the x19 is a scene stealer you know if you put anything else in that shot nobody would care <laughs> you know yeah and you don't want to see that thing in daylight as well that is exact that is there's no better way to light that thing than mm. that <laughs> i mean it's just stealth because the blacks, look how black the blacks are. It's lush. I mean, so they have actually replicated the same angle as the box. Box art, yeah. The mm. box art has that exact same framing. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Best way to show off the Phantom's unique configuration. I mean, that teardrop is just Ooh. stunning. 
Guys, so, I actually went forward. Sorry. Let's let's do it. It's a good one. Spread number fifteen. It's mayhem. It's action oh. shot. Oh. Ooh. The geeks are going on the rampage, man. Favorite is the, the techno. Are they techno vipers? Correct, yeah. Mondo. Yeah, the dude on the ladder, man, just trying to <laughs> patch in or do something. It's just great. Is that a smash and grab job? I mean, I'm thinking this is a Cobra base that they have been instructed to scuttle. It's like GI Joe's on the move, guys. They are going to inherit nothing but ashes. So Not techno sure vipers. To Joe's. Oh, I don't know. They're, they're fine. What is that? Red dog and hardball. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hardball is uh, about to like ventilate these guys with like some serious shrapnel. Oh, I yeah. mean, like it's not going to take much for him to blow them to pieces. Clearly, saying, whatever job they don't finish, he's going to finish for them. I'm saying this is some kind of Cobra heist, or they're breaking Ooh. in and they've sent this this squad of techno vipers to disable the security elements of the building so that um the other cobra force elsewhere can get in and get what they want it's definitely a disabling vibe <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with extreme prejudice is that guy trying to break out through the window no that's the recoil isn't it on what he's just done i think for sure because so what i mean is he's smashing the window to what to get away I don't know. I think he's trying to get in there. I think he's trying to destroy that that technology that's in there. I think he's trying to smash the glass to get in there to to disable it or whatever. Because for me, the story in my mind is that these techno vipers have infiltrated a, a Joe base or a Joe um, installation or some installation mm -hmm. that GI Joe is trying to intercept to protect. Um, that's the feeling I get. Like that's why they're wrecking it because they, they there's obviously some supercomputer that's got a database of every mm -hmm. Cobra trooper or whatever, and they have to destroy it. So. Okay, let's take it to the comments, boys. Yeah, I'm if very curious. If you think that this is Cobra scuttling a base, comment as such in the comment section. If you think that this is Cobra on a heist, as Chief says, put that in the comment section. And Paul, what was your suggestion, buddy? Uh, that it's uh, Techno Vipers that are infiltrating this place. They're infiltrating uh, this base. It's a, a, Joe, Joe, a, Joe, a Joe base. Joe. A Joe okay, base. so basically you guys have a, a similar um, suggestion. They, they kind of align... So basically, are, is Cobra on the attack or on the retreat? Let us know in the comment section. Check out um, Red Dog's shadow as well. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's so clever. I didn't even That's notice that. Nice. I'm just, just to I'm, pick up the, the beefcake gun of his. Look at the, the lighting, the dots on the floor. It's, I'm mesmerized. What's going on? Yeah. And, and it's like, the, in my mind, that's like a fire hose in the back there because I, I, I don't know if it's like this uh, in the UK, but like here we've got fire hoses that are like put on the wall like that. Um, mm -hmm. And these like red uh, cylindrical sort of, you know, installations on the wall. So that to me, I saw that and I was thinking, oh, cool. That's like the fire hydrant. So in case something goes down. But anyway, yeah. I, I love that. You now know. the guy, the Techno Viper coming down the ladder. So I'm guessing he has got some kind of tile or something that he's they've removed they've come from the ceiling uh, above they've removed some sort of part of the floor or, or tile and then they've dropped one of these whoosh, rope ladders down and he's on his way down so there's potentially action even on the floor above as well mm. i think is it the crease in the page that kind of that line is there yeah. or is it a banister yeah. i don't know there's something there that i don't like but i think it's just the crease um uh, i think there's more to it than the crease but no, no, no. Oh, jeez. Yeah, there is a handrail or something there. The Techno Viper is going to vault over that rail to try and get hardball. He hasn't seen Red Dog, and Red Dog puts two in the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's R rated, but lovely. Yay. There's a lot going on. I, I, I can't honestly say, Ben, if there's a, a, a banister or not. If there is, it's way too thin. So it does create a, a visual interruption. Yeah, it's a little bit of an interruption there, but it's it's really cool, really cool. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry, I have to comment on this uh, translation for the one name. I imagine it's Hardball's name, but Honkball. Yeah, well, that's ba <laughs> that's baseball in Dutch. I don't mean to like sound insensitive. It's just like it's such a funny sounding word in my head, like Honkball. Yeah. <laughs> and and Red Dog is Bluthond, which is Bloodhound. Yeah, that nice. makes sense to me, but like Honkball. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it is a strange looking word if you're not familiar. 
Mm. But there's so much going on. Lovely use of like capacitors and circuit boards and yeah, whatever that silver Ooh. piping is. So nice. Oh, that's um, uh, uh, shower, you know, for like a... <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That you pull out of the sort of the slot in the, the, the bath suite. It's cool. Yes. Techno Vipers in, in their, you know, environment doing the kind of stuff that they would be doing. It's weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mayhem. I love those purple monsters. They're so cool. Never <laughs> saying that again. Just heard it in my head. That, so um, there was a version one Techno Viper, yeah? Yeah, it, 1987. But obviously yeah. collapsed into the 1990 series for this mm. release, uh, which is how we got them in SA, actually. Okay, moving on. All right, moving on. Bam, spread number 16. Oh, no, Desert Strike. You had this, Ben. Um, is that Mean Dog? No. Correct, yeah. yeah two no, Mean I, Dogs. I broke and so clever showing them, you know, one in its complete fashion and the other one broken up into its constituent parts. My friend bought that and I put two of the Sky Patrol parachutes on it and I chucked I don't like where this is going. And they didn't do anything. Oh, and when his mum came to pick him up, he was like, Ben broke my Mean Dog. I was like, man, sorry, dude. You chump. Extreme sports, Ben. Oh, God. <laughs> now, this, oh. Is the kind of, this is the kind of setup that we would do. Um, yes. You know, just Joe's setting up a perimeter base or some kind of um, listening post kind of thing just out on patrol. Yeah. Paul, That's the first word that came one. to your mouth was desert strike, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's exactly the same perspective. Just it is. <laughs> overlay a helicopter. Oh, it so is. That's all I can see now. <laughs> and I love that yeah, view. Like conquer. I want to kind of click over those units and then move them over there. <laughs> now yeah. you, you do, think, double click the mean dog, and it kind of breaks up into its three sections. I think we touched on this uh, briefly on uh, Talking Joe S. Jobs on one mm. episode, but are there any specific vehicles that you deem, and Paul as well, that you deem to be unique and there be only one of? Obviously, we're seeing two mean dogs here. There's probably a fleet of mean dogs just because Wildcard is the driver of one. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that there can't be others that, that have other drivers, but uh, are there any vehicles that are unique and there's only one of in the Joe universe? Paul, you can take a crack at this, man. I, I like to believe that the X-19 is the only one ever made. Like, that's, mm. yeah, that's definitely one of them for me. Um, and also... Uh, Paul, what, what about the Condor's kill marks then? See, yeah, but that's, yeah... That, that's because the Condor has that. several X-19 symbols on its hull. Ah, I think okay. they have strikes through them, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but that's that's like the equivalent of of uh, a B wing taking out X wings. It's not happening. I think most, <laughs> most vehicles have got you know many of. It's only kind of like really character specific type things that I think would have one vehicle. Maybe I kind of feel like stuff like the Defiant and the MCC are also sort of one shot items. They only ever made one because I know that doesn't the MCC have a number on it? Isn't it six? Yeah. But maybe they yeah. had a few failed ones before then. I don't know. Six is more interesting than, like, number one. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to this image. I'm being a no, troll. Uh, my, my answer, I think, Chief, was along the lines of also, like, yeah, there is a fleet of, of mean dogs, for instance. Um, though it seems like in the comic books they've only ever been showcased one at a time. Yeah. Oh, maybe the there's only one Rolling Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I think there would be at least a fleet of Mobats. Like G.I. Joe gets the cutting edge uh, experimental stuff, so the yeah. numbers might be severely limited. But I think in order to be a practical field unit, they need multiples of things like APCs, helicopters. I mean, they've they got tons of Tomahawks, I'm sure. Havoc, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> why you would want more than one of those death traps I'll, I'll never know Chief how you feeling about this buddy you're a mean dog um, <laughs> it's it's okay I think something about it is throwing me off a little bit um, 
I think it's potentially that the Joes are quite spaced out and I, I would like to have seen at least two of them together having a conversation or doing something like that. It's it's just a little bit, and to your point, Paul, there is the triangle there, but mm. it's like my eye isn't na naturally guiding my brain across the image. It's kind of a bit, bit scattershot. Mm. I agree with you there. I feel like every piece there is like a composition unto itself and that it's not like, it's not very whole. Like, yeah. The scale I, is a bit funny. It looks a bit miniature-y. I don't know. Maybe yeah, so it's the road. I mean, why would you bother paving a road if it's so, A, thin and B, going nowhere? nowhere. I think there could, be, there could be less road on this, this mm. spread. Definitely. Although I do love that we get to see the mean dog uh, as they show it in in the catalog because i think a lot of people only ever uh, I, at least as kids um i think a lot of people only just saw the main image and were like okay well it's just a it's a hinky like kind of armored thing with a big gun but when you see it kind of detached and that it's like a little base you know this is a good thing to, to like show to your parents when you're a kid when you're trying to convince them to buy your birthday present. <laughs> it's two toys in one it's actually three it's actually three you know wow now, that's the does the back portion of the mean dog that does that have an engine can that actually be driven or can it only be pulled by the front section look i'm i think they are self-propelled right but where the engine is is anybody's guess uh i reviewed this back in gi joeberg's prehistory and i made the points about particularly the front section because what you're not seeing and Paul, I mean, I know this is showing off a lot of what the mean dog can do, but what is not being showcased at all is the fact that the front section of the front section flips up. It is a clamshell, it opens, and you can seat three guys in there. But with three guys in there, and presumably an axle right underneath their asses, where's the engine? How is that mm. propelled? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, you expect that giant grill to house a beefy engine. But there's no engine under there. There's pedal power. There's yeah. Maybe they all have pedals. It's like a recumbent bike. Flintstones magic. Flintstones exactly. Guys, before we close the chapter on this image, I want you all to have a good look for where Shockwave is and how chilled he be. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, dude. Nice. He's he's got it. He's posed with his arm up. He's like. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Good time. Where is he? Come on, Chief. Get those glasses checked, mate. It's a where's Wally situation here. Oh, for our best. American viewers. I think, I think perhaps the, the, the action figure stylist, dream job, if you ask me, uh, mm. he, his mandate was, I love this figure and I'm going to make him look like the man in absolutely every setup. I'm going to sneak him in here. Yeah. Chief, mm. are you kidding me? I can't see him. I can't uh, see him. <laughs> top left, Chief. He's in the gunner. Well, not the gunner, the sort of... I don't know, the missile command section of the, the Holy top. Holy smoke. Top mean dog. And three BF2000 guys as well. Hmm. Nice. Hey, man, they're just regular Joes. And if you ask me, the mean dog is a more futuristic battle weapon than the BF2K vehicles. Like mm. This Jeez, is, this right, is yeah. where they belong. Yeah. Nice. Lads, I've got time for one more image. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here Carry that box boys. on, on bowl, and then we'll go <laughs> to the next one. Spread 17, man. Ooh. This is madness. Toxic Crusaders. Now, I thought that was, at first, I thought that was cotton wool that's been pulled apart. But if you look kind of to the left of the tree, you can see bubbles. So they've actually got some kind of foam. I guess they've sprayed mm. foam. Yeah, I've got some big issues with that tree, I think. It's in the yeah, way. It's in the way. way. Yeah. It's in the way. Yeah. What's going on? Too much with that tree. It's not good. Oh, yeah. That's crazy composition. That's absolutely crazy. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> I, you know, I think there's a good image in there somewhere. If you lost that, if you take the tree out. Definitely, I agree. Like yeah, that those tree tops is look incredible on the run. Yeah, the ones in the back, yeah. where the, the kind of it's almost misty as well, coming off of that foam, and they're kind of. We don't know what to do. Do we turn and fight? One of them's turning around to maybe give another shot, and one guy's legging it in the background. Oh, they look yeah, great. The only, 
The only thing I'd do with those Toxos is I think you've got to have three planes. You've got to bring one of them further to, forward. So you've got background, mid, and then have that guy, mm. you know, a bit more forward where the tree is or something. Because that tree is wild. <laughs> like it's, it's really kind of, selling the kind of the witch's cauldron it's look a bit, to the scene. It's, it's very bit, Macbeth. It's bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. <laughs> The tree is kind of out of focus a little bit. Um, it's just a weird shot, isn't it? Um, covered noise. in muck. That's just noise. What's lovely is that light coming from the, the Toxo Vipers behind there or something's bubbling. Which you cannot like, you cannot not see. It, it mm. pulls you. It, it's like, wow, that tree. Ooh, bright light. Because <laughs> you know, that tree is just such a mess. A word on posing. So the Toxo Viper helmet, once it's sealed and locked in place, cannot swivel. Mm. So what is so groovy about the background unit is that he's actually his helmet is turned. Mm -hmm. So they have they have unsealed it, moved it to just to give it some character, just yeah. to sell sell the pose of like guys this way. <laughs> I love that if you were. If, if you found yourself in the Toxo Viper division, you know, you it was like a punishment. You'd mm, been super down. Yeah. You're just cleaning up bogs. They seem to translate uh, into Dutch as Huffadders, which means poison viper. Snake. Yeah, and poison apparently snake. in their file card, like their suits aren't even that good, apparently, aren't they? Like, <laughs> no. like, Built by the lowest bidder. Yeah. <laughs> Bluffer. Very good. Sorry, I just saw like number three is oh, okay. Bluffer. Uh, bluffer. Like for a direct translation in Afrikaans, it sounds like he barks a lot. <laughs> like he's like a dog. Well, barks. it's it's blaster. Yeah. Yeah. Bluffer. Is, is it blaster? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's about to blast those to toxos. I mean, like, what? Yes. What? What is Cobra's move here? They're about to get smeared. The 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 swamp masher's gun. It's probably its biggest um, selling point because it is a weird thing. But mm. kids love miniguns. Mm. Mm. Like nice rock formation behind that tree that you can't see properly. Mm. And uh, what do you guys think they use for the foam? I, I've, I, I've got a feeling it's shaving cream and then they just let it... Yeah. Yeah, good shout. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they, they went for, totally. I, I, I love stuff like this. It just, like, this is a little bit too Masters of the Universe for me, I will say. It's like, the palette yeah. that makes you think that. Yeah, well, yeah definitely. Yeah. The now, I what don't, does I don't... Toxo Viper's gun shoot? <laughs> the question of the ages. Oh, Another it... good one for the comments section. If you've got any good suggestions, oh. dear listener, you know what to do. Because they're a cleanup kind of. I think they also work to destabilize environments or they're sent into environments that are already very hazardous to do yeah. Cobra's dirty work. So if there is a nuclear reactor meltdown Ooh. and Cobra wants to steal something, or some sensitive information that is now in the, within short the quarantine straw. zone, these are the guys who get the short straw. But to answer your question, Chief, um, I think it's a combination weapon. Mm -hmm. Gotta be, uh, because yeah. it seems to have a gun barrel. Uh, we've seen it in the comic books uh, spewing smoke. So maybe mm -hmm. those gas tanks on it on the backpack house some kind of noxious gas, or they kind of be outfitted with CS gas or I don't know corrosives. Maybe. Um, so the sky's the limit, I guess. Yeah, there's something not right with the, the way the vehicle <clears throat> is sitting in the foam in the foreground, but then the other the side back, of the back wheels they're hovering, aren't they? They just look. Yeah, like... it, I know. I know it's not, but it almost looks a little bit superposed on top of the image. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah but then you know it's not because of the, the the foreground. But yeah, yeah. It's just I'd love to see. I'd love to see more contact between the terrain and the swamp masher because. It's got this fabulous kind of rolling yeah. wheel hub. So to see all of the wheels engaging in different angles and coping, coping with the terrain in different ways 
would yeah, probably it, sell it, it needed to, to be moved. Fair. It needed to be moved a little bit back onto that rock that's behind it, kind of almost coming down that rock to chase the the vipers. I think a little bit, but yeah. Um, I think we've got enough images though left in this catalog. Correct me if I'm wrong. To do another show. Oh All yes, right. and Paul, you may not flick to the last three because I, I want to watch. You, I want to watch you lose your mind in real time. I've, I've, I've literally, I've been like super disciplined with this and I don't want to spoil it for myself because this has been a great experience for me and I don't want to like trash it by seeing stuff ahead of time. So I'm actually closing that window now so that I don't <laughs> accidentally. Very good. As am I. Gents, once again, thanks very much for joining us. Um, this is, this is my happy place. Talking Joe with Talking Joe. And Dusty. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, um, I guess there's nothing left to say other than, uh, Yo Joburg, everybody. See you, Yo guys. Yo Joburg. Yo Joburg. <laughs>